Live from downtown San Francisco, this is 95.7 The Game. Hello! Alongside my man, Shamari Block, this is Dan Devone. We have got you covered for the next couple of hours. Man, we are going to light this thing up. We'll get into the Giants, that boring team. From head to toe, they're boring to talk about. Boring personnel, boring to discuss. But we'll, you know, we'll take a dip in the ratings just to throw some love to baseball. What's up, wait, Shamar? Wait, wait, hold, hold on a second. Day. Last Thursday, last Thursday, two days ago, uh, I'm on my way home. I go, I go pick a burrito. I go start eating, right? And then I turn on my television to watch a Giants game. And then the Padres are in the, like, I'm trying to eat here, okay? And then I had to look at the Padres uniforms, and it kind of made me sick, okay? I, it, it was it was a struggle to, 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 to eat, to get food down my stomach after looking at those Padre uniforms, man. Like, everybody talks bad about the Giant City Connect, rightfully so. They're horrible. But I think by comparison. You don't like that puke yellow? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh God! I, I, it was, it's bad enough having to watch the Giants. Like it's bad enough having to watch the Giants lose to everybody, and then you have to watch them lose to those guys. And it, it looked like somebody threw up a bowl of Fruit Loops, man. Oh my God! That is a really bad baseball team, and I'm talking about the San Francisco Giants. They hit the All Star break, forty one up, forty one down. It's a five hundred team after a thirteen and five. So I don't want to spend a lot of time on this, other than they're just boring. They're boring again for us to even discuss. They're boring in terms of star power and somebody that you would pay actually to go and watch. There's no Tatis. There's <laughs> no O'Neill Cruz. There's no Aaron Judge. Robert Acuna. It is just a bunch of dudes platooning and not doing it very well. And they can't play defense. They can't pitch. They can't run. They can't do anything right now. I will say, however, unlike you, I do see them getting better in the second half of the season. Well, we're we're going to give this literally like three minutes. They're three and eight in their last eleven games. The only there's only way to go. One way to go is up. Well, you can go down. You can't. I'm sorry. The, the only way is. I'm sorry. Let me rephrase that. They are two and nine in their last eleven games. The only way to go is up. That that's horrible. They're horrible. And, and again. Somebody, somebody in this booth right now said, "Hey, they should have made some moves to free agency." And somebody was like, "Trust Farhan. He did, he got a he, he got 107 wins." And I'm like, "No." And no. Farhan, I trust. I'm going down with that ship, Farney. Jock, Jock, Jock Peterson. Look, Jock Peterson was a great signing, okay? But they he needed like five more Jock Petersons on this team for them to like not for them to contend. Just to not Jock be Peterson's awful. not even an everyday player though. He is. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> he, he's starting in the All Star game. And it's like, oh, how do we get Jock Peterson out? Hey, do we have any left-handed pitchers? Like, you don't have to be good. Just throw from the left side of the plate. Come on. Well, you still don't want Chris Bryant. That's how I go back at you. And the same thing with Marcus Simeon. You needed needed one of those free agents. It had to be the right one. And there's more money coming off the book. So we're going to be right back at this during the offseason. See, but I'm beginning to fear that that money coming off the books is going right into ownership's pockets and not onto the field. Nah, they're not like that. Mm, really? That's the Oakland A's, man. <laughs> the San Francisco job. What about Aaron? Listen, before we move on, Aaron Judge, obviously a free agent. Everybody yeah. wants to put the connections together. Went to Fresno State from the California area. Anyway, he's patrolling center field or the outfield for the Giants. I mean, you know what? Like, 
first things first. Bruz just, Brian he, he, just buzzed me, and I'm five minutes into the show. It's not like he's from Palo Alto or freaking Richmond. He's from Fresno. <laughs> and, and, and Dan, I know you love Fresno. You, you, you Central Valley shout out. Central <laughs> Valley I, I shout out. Go Lamar. But I don't know that if you're from Fresno or Merced or a place like that, if you even rock with the, the Bay Area, you can rock with the LA teams. You could be a Dodgers fan for no, all we know. True. Yeah. And you know the Dodgers will be in on them. It's, it, it's equidistant from the Bay to Fresno to the Bay to LA. You can wear I mean, from Fresno you to can LA. wear a split hat in Fresno and get away with it. Wait, Probably wait, the only no, place you can, you can get away never, with it. You can never wear a split hat. It, I don't care. I don't care if it's a split. Yankees, uh, Mets, the, the split hat thing. No, no, thank you, sir. Make up your mind. Actually, Fresno and the Central Valley, you're right. It's probably... No, I would probably say it's 60-40 Bay Area. Yeah. They follow the Niners. They're in on the Giants. Might be even a little bit higher than that. Central Valley, well, see, you want to give us a shout-out? Let us LA, know. L.A. didn't have a baseball team for most of the last 25 years. So, I mean, I'm sorry, football, football team. team. No, you're so, right. you know, it, of course they follow the Niners, though. But when it comes to Giants, Dodgers, and to a lesser degree, A's, Angels, I, I wanted to bet it's 50-50. But, but, but no, no split hats, please. So I want to keep a running theme here throughout the afternoon. Of course, we know about our producer. The one and only Chris O'Connell. Yeah. Coming up in a matter of 48 hours, he's going to make his network debut in front of the world on NBC at 8 o'clock. He will be featured as one of the Ninja Warriors. He still will not let it out of the bag in terms of how he fared. But we thought we would do this in honor of Chris. What Bay Area athletes would be the best or worst in American Ninja Warrior? Trenton Williams comes to mind. I mean, have you seen football Ninja players Warrior? may have a tough time? Yeah, this, position this players a, in baseball, yeah. basketball. This is, a, this is a like light in the like zero body fat. Okay, like Trent Williams has <laughs> a lot more than zero body fat. So I, I love Trent Williams. Like that dude, what he does, the way he moves for a man that large is remarkable. It's miraculous. It is. It's insane. Uh, that Ninja Warrior course, though, man. Oh, just, so have you have you seen how many episodes of Ninja Warrior have you seen? Not a lot, not a lot. I'll, I, you know why I'm going to watch? Obviously, because of my man yeah. Chris. But I, to be honest with you, I'm not. I'm so not a big Ninja Warrior. I've seen fan. it a few times, man. And I remember this. Right I remember this much. After you do like seven insane, insane like course things, at the end of it, it's like now run up this ramp, jump, <laughs> and pull yourself up. Now Trent Williams is strong. He's strong. He's very strong. But I don't see him getting the momentum to run up the wall and then jump up and pull himself up. Uh, I don't see that now. 5-1-0. Oh, my goodness. I'm looking at this thing. This balance being. <laughs> He'll snap that thing in half. <laughs> wait, wait, no. Hunter Pence is coming up. Now, that dude, his athleticism, his, uh, his, his like, muscle to, to weight ratio that would absolutely be a good one. Hunter, Hunter Pence, Pence could play. It. I feel like Hunter Pence would do it. That dude is uh he's super and he kind of has that mindset like if you picture Hunter Pence running running after a fly ball like that's what people look like running Ninja Warrior course, man, like reckless abandon out there. Oh yeah, so this is all about balance and agility and strength. Yes. And yeah, so you there, this is not this isn't for big fellows. This is not for no. big fellows. Big daddy stay home ratio, guys. Hey, wait, wait, don't get it twisted, though. I would love to see a big boy out there running Ninja Warrior course, like especially if he could actually do it. There was this one guy, I forget his name, but he was a he was a like fifth round draft pick. But this dude was 365 pounds and could hit backflips. Really? Yeah. Now, he didn't make it in the NFL, but he was 365, could hit backflips, man. So there's some big boys out there with boilers that could move, man. So I would love to see a big dude complete this course, but I don't, I don't think it ever happens. By the way, the long shot in all of this or sort of the guy overlooked? 
looked, and Chris handed this to me. Mm-hmm. Gabe Kapler potentially could be a good ninja warrior. You down with that? I mean, the way he works out, man, he's definitely got the he's got that kind of body where it's like, oh my god, where, where are your fat sales, right? Like, yeah, know, but so is he, but you got to have that agility. He looks a little. Is he fluid? Is he a? You know what I mean? You got to yeah, have that, yeah. right? He looks a little muscle bound. Okay, you, you talk about fluidity. Okay, I got a name for you, and he's a little bit older, so I don't know, but a young Brandon Crawford. Like the, he's he's six foot two. He's got a little. Uh, he's packing a little something though. He, he always is. has. He's about two thirty, man. But he's he's agile. I mean, think about it. He was a shortstop who was six foot two. Anybody that plays shortstop in Major League Baseball, I feel like is a caddy to do this. Also, his length. His length, because he's six two and like you know, long arms, long ish arms, would help him with some of the things where you have to jump up and grab things and then pull yourself up. What about Shamari's favorite guy, Trey Lance? Trey Lance again, I think Six too muscle bound. Too yeah, big, a little too bit big. too much. But hey, you talk about agility, man, and foot movement. Wait, there's this video of Trey right, Lance. Thanks, Brian. Here there, we go. There's a video of Trey Lance Thank doing you very his much, footwork, Brian. man. He's doing the footwork drill, and this dude's like stepping. <laughs> it's beautiful. It's beautiful. He's, he's like a dancing bear. Eric Burns, of course, the triathlete from the Bay Area. Shout out St. Francis. He was a Lancer. Curry, you know, Steph Curry, not that everything is about Steph Curry, not that he's the greatest person in the world, but I think Steph <laughs> would be the awesome, person right? in the world. Well, listen, here's the thing. Steph would knock that out. What 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 is Steph Curry not good at? I mean, he's a scratch golfer. Like, I, I was saying this last night, man, and like Steph Curry, like you, you don't you don't want to play any games with Steph Curry. Like, like game night against Steph Curry, like he's scraping you in Monopoly. Then, then you're pulling out Connect Four, and he's like Connect Four in like seven moves, man. Like Steph Curry can do everything. I think I could beat him in, uh, let's see. Is he any good at playing? Do people play still play quarters? You, you know what? I, no, I said quarters. I'm like, Steph Curry. Oh, you quarters? just said quarters? No, I said that last night. I'm like, he'll oh. handle you at quarters. Everything. I'm, I'm a pretty good pool player, okay? And even though... Even if Steph Curry had never played pool, I'm like, Steph Curry probably scraped me on the pool table, man. I'll have five balls left on the table. It'd be like, oh, yeah, it's not bad for my first time. Huh? Oh, GP2. Like, Done deal. Ooh. GP2. Yes, but yes. Especially the leaping. the Because, you know, there's the element of explosion that you need, and, and he's got that. All right. A reminder that we'll do this throughout the entire day. Who you think would be the best Ninja Warrior Obstacle course where it requires agility, strength, and speed and balance. So you can't, it's got to be that right sort of fit. I think GP2, we just knocked it out. But this all because of our man, Chris O'Connell, who coming up on Monday night, 8 o'clock on NBC primetime, he will be featured on America Ninja Warrior. Still well, don't know Chris, how he's going to be. I want to ask Chris something, though, about this. Really, really quick, Chris. So everybody said Steph Curry, and we're going to move on from this. But so, Chris, when you look at Steph Curry, young Steph Curry that was leaner or older Steph Curry that got the that got the guns now, which one would be better at, on the obstacle course? I'm thinking either. Um, he is lean, he's mean, and that's the best the best way to tackle these courses, the strength to weight ratio. And I think now, because he does seem a little stronger in the upper body, I think he would be really, he's one of the top contenders in the Bay Area, I would say. You know what I love about Chris? He's so soft-spoken, man. He doesn't like the mic. In fact, he goes out of his way saying, I don't want to talk on the air. Meanwhile, like Brian, we got a muffle. Like, Brian, we got to go with like one of those. What is it? Silence of the Lamb? Remember when he came out and that uh, he was in the cage and yeah, he had that yeah, thing the in his little, mouth? Thing over his mouth. Yeah. Sorry, bro. I love Brian, though. Brian's my boy. You ever see the outtakes of like him trying, Anthony no Hopkins way. actually trying on different masks? Oh, it is I gotta hilarious. See that. I got to see that. That would ruin it for me because that's one of my top Wait, the, movies. The Comcast Business Text Line's weighing in. Trey Lance, not the best. Ninja Warrior because of arm fatigue. Oh, 
Oh, nice, nice. We're Andrew there, Wiggins. Already? Andrew Wiggins. I like it. Let's get out to Arizona, take our first calls. We're going to officially open up the phone lines. 888-957-9570. It's AJ hanging out in AZ. What's up, AJ? How are you today? And Welcome to the show. Hey, what's up, Dash? Amari. Just wanted to introduce myself. First time calling you guys uh, as a tandem. And uh, I talked to Shamari last night a little bit about Warriors talk, but uh, I'm going to keep it on this Ninja Warrior right now. Uh, I think uh, I know the football guys traditionally probably might not have it. Um, I would have said Gary Payton the second as my as my first choice. Uh, he's got the hops, obviously. But what about like guys like Jerry Rice, Roger Craig? I know they were like notorious for running them hills. <laughs> yes, uh, good doing call. Them crazy workouts, you know, right? Yeah, so yeah, I would go with if I was to pick NFL, I'd go with those guys to show them still love because those guys were beasts in the training uh, in the training rooms per se. So. Uh, but yeah, man, I just, that's my thoughts on it. Good luck to Chris and, and enjoy the show. And, and trust me, I'll probably be one of the regular callers that you hear coming out from the Valley of the Sun, guys. Hell yeah, yeah, AJ. That, I, actually, there's always room for a dude like AJ because he knows his stuff. <laughs> He's yeah. talking about Jerry Rice back in the day. Remember those videos? Like, he wasn't training on a football field. He would actually go out. I was somewhere in North, I want to say North Bay, out in the Marin no, Hills. Didn't, didn't he used to run Strawberry, Strawberry Canyon over there? He would there do Strawberry Canyon, but yeah. I mean, he would, like, run rocks and, like, this. And, Ro he and Roger Craig would get after it. Although, I don't know. Do they have the sort of. I'm thinking Roger Craig might be, again, a little muscle bound the last time when I think about him back in his heyday. And Jerry Rice might have been a little too angular, a little too tall. I think that if we're talking NFL athletes, I'm going quarterbacks. I'm going quarterbacks. Like, not even safeties, just pure quarterbacks, like 5'10, 5'11, 180, 190 pound dudes that can fly, right? And, and they got the upper body strength because you got to be able to battle against you know big six foot four receivers but i'm talking i'm, I'm thinking cornerbacks i'm not going linebackers i'm definitely not i'm not even going defensive ta uh, ends and pass rushers which are literally the best af best athletes on the field they're still a little bit too heavy in the body though i think to to uh you know to, so to my man brian happen. is telling me that jerry rice used to run edwards park edgewood park and it's a um a place called the hill Right? Is that mm -hmm. right? Yeah, the hill. It's a natural reserve. And this guy used to, that's where he used to, you know, that's how he prepped for the NFL season, recruited Roger Craig. And that's why those dudes were the best conditioned athletes, bar none, in the National Football See, League. but when you talk about Ninja Warrior also, and you just talk about athletic competition, period, right? There's that famous saying that Jerry Rice ran a 4-7-40, but nobody ever caught him from behind, right? So there's a certain element of Jerry Rice that Steph Curry has, I'm sure that our guy Chris has, where there's a you're a competitor <laughs> and you're going to figure it out. Yeah, right? no, that's a good call. You know, so, so Jerry Rice was, Jerry Rice would will himself across the finish line. Hey guys, wasn't there a story about Jerry Rice, how he would like throw bricks around with his dad or something to build yeah. up his finger strength? That's how he, so as it stands, his dad was a bricklayer and he would go help his dad in the summers and his father would drop the bricks to him and he would catch the bricks and yeah, that's how he developed, you know, the hands. It also helps that he has hands like, like, you know, spatulas, <laughs> flexible spatulas, like his hands are huge apparently. The text line saying, Jason Seahorn, a defensive back back in the day with USC. And the Giants, The New York yeah. Giants. Also married, I believe, to Angie Harmon, mm -hmm. a one-time uh, television star. We're going back in the 1990s. <laughs> and I guess he might have had the, the proper body to be that guy. Jason Seahorn, shout out. Wow, the fact he went to USC, can't give him a lot of love. Don't like that place. <laughs> right. You know, I mean, the, the Big 12, the Big 10.
<laughs> the, the, anybody that plays in the Big Ten, you know, no love for him. Man. So apparently, Jerry, according to the text line, says that didn't help him catch passes, throwing bricks. <laughs> Is that right? His dad was. A, I didn't. I was not aware. Yeah, of that. no. That's that's the man. It, the, as legend has it, right? He, he tell, loves to tell that story. Right. Um. Yeah, man. Let's yeah. get out to uh, Fremont and join our next caller. Triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. Say hello to Rich. Rich, welcome to Shamari and Dan on a Saturday afternoon. Shomo, what's up, man? Not too much. What's happening with you, brother? Hey, man. Look, you were talking about quarterbacks a couple of minutes ago with speed. And hey, I'm whoa, 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 whoa! I'm gonna, I'm gonna cut you off, Rich. No love for the Kahuna, Dan Devone, the longtime friend of Shamari, the partner, and you go straight up Shoma. You just go right over my head, straight up disrespect. <laughs> oh man, okay. You went no way. You know what? You came down my lane the right way. You right. You. <laughs> Hey, 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 Dad! He, he knows this. He, my 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 man. He he knows what he likes, man. Okay, you can't you, you can't. Okay, you can't. No, no, I, I I went to show mode because, like I said last time, we had a good combo. And, and and Dan, but no, you do deserve the respect, man. Um, but you to your point, you were talking about quarterbacks, and you were talking about quarterbacks and speed. And to me, one of the people I, you can't ignore is Steve Young. That Ooh. guy, that guy, Ooh. Ooh. Little, man. I remember in the NFC title game. He outran that defense and scored in the touchdown in the end zone, and everybody was looking around like. And I remember the head coach uh, Barry. I can't think of his last name, but I remember him saying that when when they when San Francisco ran that 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 play, they said they had no idea that Steve Young was going to be that fast. Steve Mariucci outran entire secondary. So so check this out, man. So there was word back in the day that Steve Young and Jerry Rice raced. And Jerry Rice did not always win those races. Like, they raced multiple times. He was supposed to be the best athlete on they, the team. They were not always run one by one Jerry Rice, man. So well, well, then the, other, the other thing, the workouts you were talking about, you're talking about Edgewood Park. That's in Redwood City. Oh, okay. okay? Then I stand corrected. And, 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 yeah, and I grew up in Redwood City. And the Niners training camp, yes. that's where they actually came from. It was in Redwood City. And it was at... It was at um, I, I want to say, no, I don't want to say Roosevelt. It was a different name. But it started with an R. I can't think of it right now. But we used to go there and shoot hoops there, and we would see the players there. Nice. Good knowledge. Good knowledge, Rich. Thanks so much for the phone call. Well, Edward, so it, was, it was other people there besides Roger Craig and Jerry Rice. But everybody but Redwood City, you remember, they used to be the headquarters for the San Francisco 49ers true, 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 going true, back yeah. in the day. Disrespectful. <laughs> By the way, if you get a chance, bro, I'll give you an opportunity. So we're talking about the athlete that is Steve Young, probably one of the greatest runs in the history of NFL quarterbacks, certainly with the San Francisco 49ers. This was against the Minnesota Vikings going back to the 1990s. Oh, yeah. Lon Simmons, I do believe, is on the call there's any way, and I don't know if there's copyright issues here, but if we can get the radio play-by-play -play call by that of Lon Simmons as Steve Young miraculously ran through the Minnesota Vikings to, to get to the end zone. Brian's going to find that for us in a, in a matter of moments. But I'm with you. I think a Ninja Warrior, um, he might be the guy. Deion Sanders is getting a shout-out on the text line. <laughs> Again, I mean, and while we're just throwing out dudes that could do anything, okay, I'm going to throw, even though he was... Even though he was seemingly too muscular, Bo Jackson, man, like just he was muscle bound, but he was flexible and fast and, and agile and could cut on a dime. Yeah, he might just run through the thing like <laughs> some of the stuff right. wouldn't make sense, but he would just he would pull it off with his brute strength. Um, by the way, we're talking about Deion Sanders. He's got get, get rid of the gray beard, man. You're Deion, brother. Prime time. He's going straight aging, up gray beard. He's aging gracefully, man. Listen, you know.
I, I, I fault nobody for having a great beard, man, because if you can grow a beard, period, I am incapable of growing an yeah, actual grown man's beard. OK, so if, if I if if I turn gray and then I get the ability to grow a beard, I'm rocking the gray, man. I was like, I've been waiting 70 years for this. Red Morton Park in Redwood City, apparently the location. We'll get some clarification on that. All right, as we continue, once again, Chris O'Connell, our producer, will be a star. You can watch him coming up on Monday night on NBC. Is that NBC Sports or just NBC? NBC. This is oh, network. Full on. This is network wow. television, baby. This is the big time. Man, alive. Next time, you give us a shout-out, Chris, right? You just right. go Shamari Block, Danabone. Don't forget to catch them before you say anything. All right, that's that's big time. NBC, 8 o'clock primetime. It's American Ninja Warrior and our man Chris. We'll find out how he does. I, I have a feeling, man. What do you what do you before we go on here? I just want I'm curious is to take the, the temperature of the room. How do you think he does? Well, I feel like he did he's done really, really well because hey, like you look at this dude and he, he's got his things on, okay? Second thing, second. I but all like the ninja warriors <laughs> are built like that. They're all that is true, but well, but also I feel like there's little something too. The uh, the non-disclosure agreement that he had to sign, like I said, I can't talk about how I did, you know, like if he if he didn't do super well, then he could be like, yeah, guys, I didn't make it or, you know, something. Yeah, happened. if he sucked, the network's like, yeah, you, you, yeah, you, can, you can talk you, about you, whatever. Tell, tell your family, we don't yeah, care. We're good, we're good. Uh, so we'll wait. Uh, coming up on. Okay, we, we got the 925 chiming in twice. Two different numbers of the 925. How can we forget about the great Ricky Henderson? Mm. And absolutely. Yeah. But he was also, he was also a little, he was a little compact. Yeah. Do you have to be tall in this thing? You don't have to be tall, but when I think about, I think about, I think being shorter and like, you know, stocky is not the kind of body type you want. There, length helps though, because there's some things where you have to jump up and grab and pull yourself up on stuff. Someone's poking you in the belly. Chioza would take the course. <laughs> Come on, man! Leave him alone. G Leave G him. Put, it put it down. Put it down. Hey, man! You you put a you put a box of jelly donuts there at the end, man. Chios is breezing through that. Chios oh, is not. Is he heavy? Nah. No, but he's, he's for an NBA player. He's a little. He's a little. You know, he's, he's got a little something going on there. <laughs> you are. I don't think that's the case when it comes to Go, him. Google it. Google Chris Chioza, man. Look at his look at his body. He doesn't. He's he's like about five eleven, and you know, like he doesn't. He doesn't exactly look like that. Who's NBA Anderson player. Silva? Text line. A Anderson the Spider Silva, oh, man. Oh, going back to him. Sorry oh, yeah. about that, Anderson I mean, he's, Silva. He's not a Bay Area right. dude, but you know. But yeah, well, that's that's the problem. Zaza Pachulia, it ain't happening. <laughs> no, no, no. Sorry, well, you Zaza. know, he might be able to just, anybody that's seven feet tall might just be able to step over like two obstacles. All right, speaking of Zaza Pachulia, want to segue and get into the Golden State Warriors because... Uh, it's ratcheting up again, Shamari, and I'm talking about the KD talk of him coming to the Golden State Warriors. Now, people are trying to put two and two together that the Golden State Warriors have not been active, right? They haven't been proactive in terms of getting free agents or getting these guys on board. Who are the next Warriors going to be? That They're sort of quiet, and there's a stalemate where this seems to be this free agent frenzy, and the Warriors are standing pat that a lot of people are trying to... They're trying to, I don't know, either talk this into existence... Or making something out of nothing, but there there is this belief that the Golden State Warriors and Joe Lacob has said as much that he's always looking to improve and he's kicking the tires and Kevin Durant. To what degree? I have no idea. We know that, of course, you know Draymond is almost outwardly out there now trying to recruit the guy back to the Golden State Warriors. Before we'll go into this, you know, do a full on deep dive, but just really quick, do you 
do you find any credibility in the Golden State Warriors legitimately going after KD again? I mean, you know, it's Kevin Durant. So you say, hey, let's make a phone call. Let's see what happens. At the end of the day, no, no. A, <laughs> they don't need Kevin Durant. And B, anything that, like, Kevin, so here's the thing. It's not a, It's not like KD is going to come with all this drama because really that was his man Kyrie, okay? At the same time, Let's say you gut your whole organization to bring Kevin Durant and you win one next season, right? The following season, Kevin Durant's like, oh, now I want to be a, a, a wizard, okay? You just gutted your whole organization. You won one, but now you're sunk for the next three or four years because you bet on Kevin stinking Durant, and, and he's fickle. He's a fickle mistress or whatever that, that phrase is, man. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't think to you. He's not reliable. It. He's not reliable. I'm with you, and I'm... I am a fan of doing it the organic way. I'm not in bed with just going out and winning championships. You know, these people are like, I'm all about the chips and stacking chips. I get it. It's about winning at the end of the day. But trying to go out and get the best players to win titles, I'm just not down with. I never have been. You know, just like, you know, I, I, there were times when I was a kid when I would pull for the uh, the Washington Generals <laughs> when they would play the Harlem Globetrotters. <laughs> Only you. Okay. But, <laughs> yeah, but, but you know what I mean? No, it's I got sick. you. You just go out and get the best players and we're well, going to win. But the thing Isn't is. Isn't there something to drafting your guys and but, your guys knowing only your system? That doesn't work, though. Like, it, it fails more than it works. And throughout history, okay, you think about the Showtime Lakers, and they brought in names like Bob McAdoo, but that's after you already yeah. had career. You know what I'm saying? No, you got it. The foundation yeah. has to come up through so the ranks. So just assembling a super team, it fails more than it does. I'm man. with you on that. Absolutely. And the Warriors have done it the not the right way, because I don't like that word to make it seem like, oh, what's wrong to assemble a super team? The Warriors have done it the most effective way. So the text line is, how is Draymond... Courting Katie outwardly. Well, the latest podcast, at least maybe I'm reading into it. Maybe we can bring that up, Brian, if you get an opportunity. The last time Draymond was talking about how smart of a businessman he is, and you have to think of NBA players now as businessmen. And it, this is a reflection on on KD that what KD is doing is as a it's a business decision, and that you can't begrudge a man for trying to improve. To me, that's indirectly recruiting KD. He's throwing so much love KD's way now publicly on his podcast. We're going to get to that coming up at the break. Let's just sneak in one call really quick before we uh, we get to that break. Gene's hanging out in Oakland. Gene, what's going on, man? Welcome to the show. Hey, fellas. Yeah, the whole KD thing, I mean, when it first came up what, a couple weeks ago, uh, you know, I, I thought, well, no, you know, we, we don't need him. Let's keep what we got, so forth. Uh, you know, I really would love, ideally, to see the five core players, meaning the three future Hall of Famers, along with Wiggins and Poole, stay on stay on the team, and just uh, trust uh, you know uh, Myers and company to fill in with uh, with the other players, reclamation projects or whatever, to fill out the roster. And I think we have we have an excellent chance of winning. The problem is, and I think Lykov has made it clear, he's not going to pay. 450 to 500 million dollars, which is what it would take to extend both of these guys. All right, uh, and whoever doesn't get extended this year is likely gone next year. So I'm seeing that maybe in the best of circumstances, <clears throat> maybe we got one more year with these guys, and that's it. All right, versus um, KD comes back and say we give up Wiggins and Poole, and you know I don't want to give up Kaminga. Maybe we can get away with you know letting. Uh, uh, you know, one of the other young players and plus whatever number of draft picks they want, Moody or something. 
uh, go. Um, hey, we got probably two two more championships uh, in store, and you know, and I'm also seeing Laker probably more likely to pay for KD than he is to pay or overpay for either of the other two fellas. So, anyways, I think it's something worth considering. Once again, I'd love to see. Thanks so much, Gene. Got to get to a break. We'll discuss what Gene had to say on the other side. Katie, coming back to the Golden State Warriors, what's it going to cost? And can you extend Jordan Poole? Can you extend Andrew Wiggins? And if not, well, then deal him for KD. Is that the thought process? That and much more as we continue on 95.7 The Game. Shamari Block and Dan Devon, 1.30 on a Saturday afternoon. Sun's coming out in downtown San Francisco right here in the beautiful studios on Battery Street. Welcome to 95.7 The Game, just to sort of set it up for you, Shamari. Coming up at the top of the hour, 2 o'clock, Kay Cockrell will join us from NBC Sports, the golf channel, the commentator. She's been on before. She's going to... She's going to tell us where she is. Her and her husband are traveling throughout the country. We'll go into a, a little golf, all things sports, through the eyes of Kay Cockrell. That's coming up at 2 o'clock. And then at 3, it is Kevin Dan, one of our own here at 95.7. The game, of course, the play-by-play voice for the Santa Cruz Warriors, also calling the Summer League for the Golden State Warriors. So we can find out how Jonathan Kaminga, Moody, and James Weissman who will make his debut coming up tomorrow. Where's Wiseman? That's all. That's the first thing I'm saying. Hey, Kevin, how's it going? Why has Wiseman not played yet? And then at 4 o'clock, it's Akash Anavarathan, who covers the San Francisco 49ers. Young guy, but knowledgeable when it comes to San Francisco. Not too early to get into football because it's right around the corner. We're, what, about about two weeks out from actually yeah. training camp starting? Fine. And, and, and like two weeks away from relief. From this horrible, Go Giants. boring Giants team, okay? I'm just, saying, I'm just saying, like I, like I, I, I can't wait for football season to start, simply because the Giants are are unwatchable. Like they, well, they, they stink, but they're boring. There's one thing about being bad, bad and yeah, boring. Go they're ahead. Almost as bad as the Padres. Uniforms, man. They're almost as bad. When did this all of a sudden jump bad. out at you? The Padres uniforms have always been bad. What? Just recently you saw no, this? No, I'm talking about the City Connect. That, oh, they got a City Connect. That's bad. Oh, my. Damn. <laughs> oh, God. We, oh, my God. Hold on. <laughs> no, Google it. Google it. Wait. Every, I'm going to let Dan Devone Google oh, this, God. everybody. I'm going to stall. If you hear if you hear someone sound like they're like vomiting in their mouth, that's probably Dan Devone seeing the, the Padres uniforms for the first time. Man, these things are horrible, like just horrible. And they hurt your eyes. They kind of make your stomach queasy. It's like a walk. It's like it's like migraine, a migraine headache. Just, you know, in uniform form. Yes, I'm looking at your oh, face. Oh, God, what yes. is that? Exactly. That's disgusting. And here's the thing, Dan. They beat the Giants two nights in a row in those things. So that just makes it even worse. It's like it's one thing if somebody walks up and, like, punches you, okay? It's another thing you know, somebody, like, KOs you. It's another thing if they KO you and they're, like, wearing a tutu, okay? Oh, my God. <laughs> right? Then it's like, yo, yo, dude in the tutu just, just can't hold you. Now, now the 415 is saying Miami Vice unis. And I'm like, okay, but that's my, this is San Diego. Yeah, so apparently the, the yellow and the green is supposed to represent sunsets in Baja, California, and some of the scenic views as you drive down the coastline. 
the the white is supposed to. Yeah, it's it's not good. I mean, people, but listen, if that's what it, if that's what a San Diego sunset looks like, and I've seen several. Okay, then yeah. no one would ever ever want to go to San Diego. It's like the Giants City Connect uniforms are bad. They are. They are. But this is. I think this. I think these might be the worst uniforms in the history of American professional sports. And I'm going to include... Well, the Padres' early uniforms going way back in the day were probably right up there with that. I think the Miami Heat had in this particularly bad-looking uniform they wore a couple seasons ago, right? Um, I think about, you know, the... Like, most of the stuff the Denver Nuggets have worn for the past, like, 30 seasons, right? So there have been some bad... I think this is the worst. Houston Astros going way back in the day used to have the crappiest uniforms. Have you seen the Jazz's new uniforms? No. Oh my God, they're hideous. By the way, they're absolutely hideous. Speaking of the Utah Jazz, you want to know why nobody has bit on Kevin Durant as much as people talk about, well, he's not a good fit or they, they're asking too much. You can thank the Minnesota Timberwolves as to why nobody has enough in the kitty to sway Kevin Durant and convince the Brooklyn Nets that this is enough to get your superstar basketball player. If you're going to give up five first-round picks for Rudy Gobert, <laughs> how many does it require right. to get Kevin Durant? They, <laughs> right. they screwed the pooch for everybody. It's like, we want your first-round picks for the in perpetuity for Kevin Durant. If Rudy Gobert is worth five. Wait, those City Connects jerseys are awesome. Full stripe gum Taco Bell 90 hybrid. That's Chuck. Is wait, is that is that our man Chuck? It's a five. It's a five one three. That's gotta be Chuck, right? Chuck Chuck, 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 Chuck. Yeah. <laughs> Alright. Chuck, give us a I'm, call. I'm just that's curious. Call wait, us wait, in, is Chuck. that him? Yeah. So listen, uh, I want to get back to Kevin Durant, potentially the coming of the Golden State Warriors. But the, somebody on the text line saying, Dan, you, what are you talking about? Oh, where is it? I mean, if I did that's a fantastic uh, reach in terms of me saying that. I believe, maybe it's my interpretation, so maybe I'll just relegate it to myself, that it's sort of a subtle way, right? It's a dog whistle that Draymond Green is sending out there trying to subtly recruit Kevin Durant to come to the Golden State Warriors. Using his podcast, let's hear what he had to say earlier this week. People can't accept the fact that athletes are now businessmen and no longer just playing basketball. And at some point, people have to realize and be able to accept the fact that athletes are businessmen and we make business moves and business decisions. Because you are operating a business. I am operating Draymond Green Inc. Or whatever you want to call it. So why, if Draymond Green makes a move, a business move, is it not viewed as just that? Let's talk about the move that's made. Is that a good move for business or is it not? But to start calling somebody weak and they run from challenges, that's baffling to me. Because that man has worked his entire life to be in that position to where he controls where he goes next. And by the way, everyone in the NBA can't control where they go next. So to be in that position, to have the opportunity to control what you do next, that's the American dream. Draymond, Draymond, Draymond. <laughs> My man. Well, first of all, getting back to Kevin Durant, I think that's him subtly. That's his way of saying, come on back, Kevin Durant. Throwing him some love. That's my interpretation of a see, recruiting. See, Ken, I gotta Kendra. take that as Draymond Green, the media personality, trying to you know talk about the hot topics, man. You know, I don't really think it's necessary because you know he's he's saying he's saying it very like. It, hey, first he's first. It's the hottest topic in professional sports right now, and from a national perspective. So of course Draymond Green's gonna talk about it. 
then his take is is that of a you know it, it's a contrarian to what people feel right he said oh how dare you call him weak this that the third so there might be an element of defending it to where it's like oh man draymond green said something nice about me but it's i don't i don't really know that it's a active just please kevin so the come the, to town the text line saying so dan okay apparently i misread it no dan that's a mr fantastic level stretch my yeah, guy like you know oh, mr gotcha. fantastic the ah, fantastic four sorry my man got to <laughs> you got to give you some credit there dan <laughs> i know mr fantastic i get it so i'm i'm using those elongated arms to get there the 925 on the on the comcast business text line i'm a huge I'm warriors you, fan but I am sick of Draymond Chatter. By I will the not way, listen to his podcast. By the way, Draymond. See, here's the thing, Draymond. Come into studio. Let's have the conversation. Not that we're going to get after you, but you going on a podcast where you're just talking to yourself essentially and not letting anybody get in on the conversation. Because you got to have some sort of context, Draymond. There's got to be some context. And listen, you're and talking some, some 45 minutes. To yourself, which is fine, man. We love you. You got personality, and that's the only reason why we're talking about you. But to say that this is the first time or were businessmen, my man, may I remind you who trailblazed this thing for you? <laughs> do I have to mention the name Michael Jordan? That's your first businessman. Do I have to tell you how much Magic Johnson has made post career and even during his career? Those there have been businessmen in this league well before you, man. Well, but here's the other part of that, though, is and here's the thing, and this is what I would have said if I'm if Draymond would have been if we would have had the cojones to bring me onto his podcast to say that I'd be like, okay, great. So are you kisses, brother? You know you. Wait, would. no, no. Okay, crook. Explain to me how Kevin Durant getting out of Brooklyn after building that thing. How is that good for his brand? And the other it's thing not, is it's not. that this idea that you're a brand, you're an entity, you can do whatever it is you want. Uh-uh. Brother, what dreamland are you living in? If you play in the NBA, first of all, if they can't find a suitor for him, if they can't find somebody, something that's equitable in terms of trade value and draft picks for the Brooklyn Nets, guess where he's going back to next year? If he wants to play basketball, the Brooklyn Nets. Because they have him under a contract that he signed an extension for four years. So, Kevin Durant, you ain't going... This idea that you'll do whatever it is that you do because you're Kevin Durant and you got a brand, you're an entity. What are you smoking, my man? Pass it this way. <laughs> that ain't real. And, KD, if you... Listen, Draymond, here you go, brother. If you think that you can just tomorrow say, hey, Lakeup, I want $5 million more million. I'm up and out of here. Guess what? the hell out <laughs> peace yeah. you know this idea that we can do whatever it is that we want to do there's a limit to that so but this but see that's one thing that he said though he said everybody doesn't get to do this kevin durant can do it because he's kevin durant right so uh, you know freaking you know i don't know boban isn't pulling this move anywhere okay you're gonna say kevin durant can pull this move but he hasn't uh, pulled anything yet ben simmons kind of pulled this move i guess right but but 80 90 percent of, of nba players don't get to do this but but what's he done yet He's requested a trade. I know, but what if he doesn't get traded? Well, then he doesn't. He hasn't done anything. You, you see what I'm saying? If they yeah. can't find equal value for him, he's going back and playing for the net. So this idea that I can do whatever it is, I can go wherever it is I want to go. No, man. There's a contract. Well, see, my my point of view on this is is that in order for your brand, right? You're a businessman, right? But you're, what you're selling is Kevin Durant. Like people want to. 
you need people to want to consume that, right? So other teams, there are teams, I guarantee you, there's at least one or more NBA teams that are like, we, we're out of the Kevin Durant business. So, so there are teams that, that want no parts of him because of what his brand represents. There are going to be fans that are going to want no parts of Kevin Durant because of what his brand represents. So yeah, you're operating as an entity, but your decisions aren't strengthening your, the value of your brand. It's just not. And on keep in court, mind on the court and, and in Foot Locker. Who's okay? the He's great, going down everywhere? Who's the greatest businessman as it relates to the NBA and maybe professional sports? Okay, so I, I, I think that the stock answer is Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go LeBron James, though. Okay. Be, just because of the diversity of his investments and how successful they've been. Uh, like, I'm there. Yeah, Michael Jordan. Uh, I agree with Michael, but Michael Jordan. Jordan was the guy. That, he's the he first. Right? the door, yeah. Right. He's, so this idea that we're businessmen. Go tell Michael Jordan that. He was doing this back in the late 1980s. He set the stage, right? He's the first businessman. But all of what it is that Michael Jordan did sort of was a byproduct of what he did on the court. You just mentioned Ben Simmons. Here's part of the problem, Shamari, is that these guys are creating a brand in high school. They think they're creating a brand. You know, they're creating Ben Simmons, Inc. in college. (laughs) And what happens when you start that young and you think of yourself as this enterprise, you stop working on your craft because that's where you should be concentrating. You should be devoting all your time on building your craft and becoming a better basketball player and let... Let the pieces fall where they may. Those opportunities for you to be a billionaire, to get into Silicon Valley, or to be an entrepreneur, or to be a venture capitalist, they will be there. But you got to take care of your business. Ben Simmons, to me, is a perfect product of what it is that Draymond's talking about. (laughs) In this new generation, I don't know if it's new media, but here's a young guy that was aware of his brand at an early age and stopped working on his craft. Can't even shoot a jump shot. Where is he now? Yeah, he's part of Clutch, and he's demanding a trade after signing a four-year extension with Philadelphia and getting the Supermax, but he's a joke. He's an absolute joke because he's thought of himself as this this corporation going back to his days in high school, and this is what you get. A guy who, can, who fails to work at what it is that he should be working at, and that is improving his game. Instead, of he thinks of himself as his entity that I'll go to where it is that I want to go. Well, but he's everything that's wrong with the NBA. Well, I don't know, because because you look at LeBron. LeBron James, he's demanded, well, he's never demanded a trade. But LeBron James, has, has, he's moved around from team to team. He's won championships. He's been a hero. He's been a villain. His brand has always been huge, not just because of what he does on the court, but because of, of his business acumen. And, and you know, he, he hired, he sent his best friend to, you know, college or whatever to, to learn to do these sort of things, right? So he's got his right-hand man Rich making Paul. these decisions for him. Yeah. The thing that I think gets lost to a lot of people is that, you know, just because a lot of these people, it's not a matter of them controlling their brand. It's it's okay. Well, when you make these moves, does it increase your stock or does your stock go down? The problem is the moves these dudes are making that these these dudes are making moves to be a business person, you know, because they are a business entity. It's a lot of the moves they make are bad ones. Like you look at. Look at Kevin Durant, man. Kevin Durant went to the Warriors. That was the best. His brand, his star was never going to be as big as it was with the Warriors. He leaves the Warriors, brand goes down. Now he's in Brooklyn. He's trying to get out there. His brand, as a brand, is going down, man. Like the, the, the guy that did it the best to me in terms of selling himself. And, and this guy, listen, Shaquille O'Neal, Shaq, this dude was in 
This dude was in uh, movies. He was he was rapping with the Fushnickens. He he made his own shoe, <laughs> the Fushnickens. Yeah, no. So like Shaquille O'Neal did it better than anybody else, I, I, as far as I'm concerned. Because LeBron James was the best player of his era. Shaquille O'Neal wasn't necessarily that. Um, and, and what did Shaq do? You know what I'm saying? He just he just went out and rocked, man. You know what? You mentioned LeBron James. I know it's difficult for us to do, but I think LeBron LeBron James. In this day and age, he deserves some credit. Absolutely. If you're going to do it that way, right, if you're going to try and be like, you know, if you want to have the latitude and the player empowerment, if that's where we're headed, LeBron James has done it the right way. LeBron James, for for all the hatred that we love to throw his way out here in Northern California, has never demanded a trade. LeBron James has never held the team hostage. LeBron James has never signed a contract. I mean, he's demolished like three teams, though. But he's, No, but I'm saying he has never in. signed a contract extension and say, get me out of town. Now, what he does is that he'll sign one-year contracts and saying, you know, we're going to review this and I could be out. But more power to you. And listen, KD, if that's what you wanted to do with Brooklyn, sign a one-year contract, that's fine. But LeBron James has never done this. And so to LeBron James' credit, he has never demanded a trade or he's never been this guy. Now, listen, you know, he, you're right. He's ruined some teams and he goes to where he wants to go, but he does it within the context of his contract. KD, listen, maybe in retrospect, you should have signed a one-year deal. So the 510 is saying Ben is a failed business. Those happen. Kyrie and Harden are successful businesses. The goal is brand and money and not really winning anymore. Now, now, 510, I don't see winning is the most important thing. If you are a sports figure, if you're an athlete, winning is the most important thing you can do, right? Like, unless you're Anna Kornikova, okay? Like, that was a whole different thing. You're so but, random, but, man. But, but pretty much, <laughs> outside of that, any athlete that didn't win has been worth nothing. And it, it's not a matter of, it's not a matter of, okay, well, people don't want to win, they just want to be a big brand. It's a matter of people think that 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 in order to win, you know, you got to go the the super team route. You you got you got to bounce around. And what you need to do, here's what you do. Here's what you do. If you are a contemporary NBA athlete today and you want to build your brand up as big as ever, you find a stable franchise with smart people in the front office with a good coach and you let them build the people around you and then your brand is going to be big. Steph Curry's brand it, it, it's as big as it, it it's as big as anybody's and he hasn't even really been considered the best player in the NBA ever in his career yet his brand is as bigger than big as LeBron's, it's bigger than KD's, it's bigger than Kawhi's. And all those people that are quote unquote better than Steph Curry, their brands are inferior to him cuz he's like I'm in a good organization, I'm going to play ball and i'm gonna be me super teams to me they don't work when everybody's just trying to get the best talent it's all what we just saw with the golden state warriors it's so much more nuanced it's about it, the gavon depth, looney yeah it's about depth it's about a system it's about coaching i'll give you a perfect example shamari i'll take you to the collegiate level who's the best what's the best school in terms they're the alabama if you will of college basketball it's kentucky gets everybody <laughs> they get every five-star athlete john calipari's got one title not seven <laughs> one and he has the best talent each and every year pound for pound why don't they win it because there's much more to it than just accumulating the best talent i got another 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 little stat little nugget that i wanted to throw your way durant Kyrie, and harden 35 years of basketball between the three of them. 
Mm-hmm. How many titles do you think they have without LeBron and Steph? Uh, <laughs> zero. Yeah. No, zero. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Absolutely. Well, but that that's that's the thing though, man, is that Steph If I am Okay, so I am Zion Williamson, right? Or you name the guy cuz you know, he wants out of New Orleans apparently, he wants to go to New York. Everybody always wants to go to New York, man. No one's went to the Knicks and done anything, by the way. But it's always, oh, he wants to go to New York. Apparently, no, Zion, no one wants to go to New York anymore. Apparently, Zion Williamson wants out of New Orleans into a quote unquote. But he just saw, he just re-upped. Yeah, but mm. really, are you gonna you gonna tell me that extension? He wants to get out already. Kevin Durant just signed an extension like three months ago, oh, and right. he's out, man. Listen, that means nothing. But but so everybody looks at LeBron's trajectory, right? And they're like, oh, that's how you be a successful NBA dude. You ain't LeBron Zion. You ain't LeBron uh, Ben Simmons. Like you don't have LeBron's talent, and you don't have his backing, and like the people making decisions for him that are smart. You know, doing things for you. Okay. Um, the path that you you follow, if you are a up and coming NBA star, is Steph Curry. That's your example. That is attainable. That is attainable. What LeBron did is not attainable even to the superstars in the NBA because you don't have LeBron's talent and you don't have his team making decisions for you. Text line saying Durant signed a year ago. You know that, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I, what did we say that was incorrect? Oh, I, I said like three months ago. But oh, I, you know, yeah, I was just no, saying. I, come I mean, on, it's Shamar. It, 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 is this the first time you're listening to the guy? It, it's, it's called hyperbole, the 925. It's called hyperbole. Coming up in a matter of moments, Kay Cockrell will join us from NBC Sports and the Golf Channel. She's a commentator, and as I understand it, she's been traveling around the world. She's one of our favorites. By the way, we had Julie Inkster on the other day. On to, Julie Inkster is a star. <laughs> now, she's on the LPGA. She is obviously a Hall of Famer. She's won multiple uh, majors, including the U.S. Open on two times, but... She will she will be a repeat uh, guest on on the big program because she talks. First of all, she likes her cocktails. <laughs> mm-hmm. She also enjoys the Warriors. She can talk. I mean, legitimately knows the Warriors, and she knows about the 49ers. And she is uh, she's just an all around big personality. So Kay Cockrell's coming yeah. up in a matter of moments. Kevin Dana once again joining us at three and Akash Anavarath and to get us into the San Francisco 49ers just a couple of weeks away before we get into, of course, uh training camp. When we continue here on ninety five seven the game, we gotta tease a little baseball as much as you hate it, Shamari. We got some news involving the San Francisco Giants. And what could be a shakeup as far as the roster and a player that has been so reliant on this team, or at least a prominent player over the last couple of years? And is this the beginning of the end? Is this the beginning of a team that might be selling come the trade deadline? We'll discuss that and much more. Kay Cockrell will join us. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.